This is another episode of Main Corpse. Horror Derbs. Alright, this is uh, this is gonna be fun. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. Alright, welcome back to Main Corpse. Horror Derbs. I'm Matt. I'm Kelsey. And I don't know why we just did that. We've stopped doing that so much because people should know who we are if they're this far along. Um, if not, yeah, you know us now. What's up, guys? All right. So today we <laughs> are going back to uh, back to the well on an item that we've kind of already tried, but we're trying a different flavor today. Yeah. And it is Zaps. But what's the flavor again? It is Voodoo Heat. Voodoo Heat. Um, I am very, very excited about this because the first one we tried is one of my favorite things we've had on Horror D'oeuvres. Um, I don't know why I loved them so much. I went and bought a bag afterwards. Really? Yeah, I tore them up. Um, I actually put them on a sandwich. With uh, sandwich? so I did so I went to Kroger uh -huh. and I got that really good Boar's Head Cajun Turkey, and oh I did. My God. I did Cajun Turkey with like a really good pepper cheese mm -hmm. on uh on it was basically just like a potato roll is all i yeah. used um and like some mustard and stuff it was really good um so good. it was shockingly good i got out my mandolin slicer and oh i sliced onion really thin uh -huh. and i put a ton on there and it was so wow. good now okay. i now if these are as good i plan on doing the exact same thing but we'll have to see Okay, I'm really excited. All right, and again, they are what? Again? Voodoo Heat. Voodoo Heat. I am the worst about remembering things. All right. I love kettle chips. Me too. It's um, Brittany doesn't like kettle chips all that much. She's she's come around recently. She thinks they're too crunchy. Oh my god, they're good. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> they they kind of remind me of that sweet chili Dorito flavor a little bit. A little bit, and I would say maybe almost an Old Bay. Yeah, there's an old bay on there. The sweetness is not overpowering, which I appreciate because mm -hmm. some things that are sweet heat, I avoid them because they're they're more they're sweet way than too heat. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Oh dang, that's good. That's so good. I love potato chips. Me too. My final verdict on that: they're not as good as the other ones we tried. You don't think? I don't think so. Okay. What were the other ones again? The I can't remember the name of they them. They were dill. Dill. Yeah, they were like the gator dill. Yeah, things. the yeah. Cajun dill gator taters. Loved that. Loved it. Yeah. Um, but these are so good. Zaps. I think I that would go really nicely on like a roast beef sandwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would be perfect. A little bit of mayonnaise. Should we should we do some like chip and sandwich pairings? Um, you know we should. You know how, you know how like you pair wine with... <laughs> we're, yes. We're like, yeah, here's... Main Corpse's suggested sandwich pairings. Yeah, um, and we'll go. Yeah. We'll get really fancy stuff. Like we'll we'll go down to Denuso's. Dude, follow me here. Yes. Next time Gills Pit Beef is set up somewhere, we just go get a Gills Pit Beef and put some of those bad boys right on Listen, top. Listen, they're gonna be. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be in Elkins for the Forest Festival. Okay. I don't know for sure, but they normally are, and I'm so ready for if, it if they are actually going to be there i will go like me and Brittany were talking about it when we were putting up the last episode <laughs> we were like we should drive out of our way to wherever they're set up and get more of those because every year i get one at um lurch fest when i go and oh. before that i was getting them can't remember the place where they were set up for a while but i was getting them at a different festival for a while mm. i can't remember for the life of me where it was but um yeah oh and also i don't know if you saw or not um, the, uh, 
Leonard's food truck was set up here in Clarksburg yesterday. I did not see that, or I, I would have been there. I tagged you in it. I sent it to our chat, and it was free. The first 125 people that got down there well, got a free pulled pork lunch. Well, I tagged you in it. <laughs> I was I was I out know. of service all day yesterday. Their food truck also has. Um, I, I I call them gyros. Some people call them gyros. Uh, they have those now too. I'm very excited about that. I'm we we got to make a trip. We do. All, All right. right. So here's what I have for today. My next few episodes are going to be West Virginia themed again because I have hit um, a good seam of West Virginia stories. <laughs> okay. um, a couple of them are going to be shorts. One's going to be a full length. Today, we're going to be talking about Roberta Elam. Have you ever heard of the case of Roberta Elam before? I have not. So, um, Roberta Elan, also known as Sister Robin to her friends, was a 26-year-old candidate to become a nun who lived near Wheeling, West Virginia. She was originally from Allendale, New Jersey. Oh, I have heard this. And grew up in Minnesota and Illinois and, and was the oldest of four children. Um, and then eventually attended uh, Miralac College for undergraduate studies and later Fordham University for a master's in theology. Um, she traveled all over the state of West Virginia and conducted religious education classes for the Diocese of Wheeling, Charleston. June 13th, 1977 uh, began like a lot of her days, always did, with silent prayer and meditation and contemplating taking her vows to become a nun. Sometime around 10.30 a.m., Roberta left the Mount St. Joseph Mother House and walked to a field approximately 75 yards away, where she sat on a bench for her reflection. Shortly thereafter, authorities believe a man attacked Roberta from behind, uh, pulling her over the back of the bench and toppling it in the process, and they drug her 30 to 50 feet away, where she was raped and strangled to death. Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one. It is unsolved. They, they still have not figured out who committed this. Um, however, there are some updates-ish on this one that I'm going to give you Ooh. here. So the police believe the assailant was careful to move Roberta out of the site before out of sight before assaulting her. Um, at the time of the initial investigation, um, there was a golf course nearby, but no golfers had reported hearing or seeing anything suspicious, which is wild to me. Mm -hmm. uh, because how would you be able to muffle screams that well when you're attacking someone from behind? Like it, it just seems like, and especially as you're dragging them. Um, and I'm not sure if, if any, like, ligature marks were found where she would have Well, this been... was the 70s. Did they have any way to, like, test for things like chloroform and stuff oh, like that? Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. That's a really good... Yeah. Um, it's not really good that my brain immediately thinks I mean, that's a, like that's that. I mean, that's a good point is what I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, authorities and investigators estimate that the crime would have happened between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. on June 13th. I, when I'm reading this, I keep thinking to myself, it must have been a little bit earlier than that because, I mean, she was there at 1030. Um, yeah. She, she went down there. So I don't see how she would have been there all the way until one. Um, but it's it's possible. Um, a groundskeeper actually found her body around 150. Um, she was wearing street clothes and not a nun's habit. Um, but some of her clothing had been removed or altered and she was found partially nude. There was a prayer book found near the overturned bench. But they did not find anything that could have been used to strangle her, so they concluded that the perpetrator likely did it with their bare hands. So, Well, ligature marks would have been different, too. Correct, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about where this case is. So, in the 2000s, 
Um, Ohio County Sheriff's uh, investigators reopened and kind of, well, not reopened, but kind of revamped the case a little bit and, and, and added some some fire or some, some gas to the fire, so to speak, uh, by sending crime scene evidence to a lab that was able to actually extract a DNA sample that was believed to belong to Roberta's really? killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I love DNA. The profile... Uh, the, the profile uh, produced from the DNA sample um, has actually been sent to hundreds of labs and law enforcement agencies in the hope that someday uh, someone in one of those databases will pop up. Um, there was an early suspect named John Shoplack who has now resurfaced on the police radar um, since there is DNA evidence. Um, at the time of the initial investigation, Shoplack allegedly knew details about the crime that had not been released to the public. Of course. Yeah. He was eventually eliminated um, simply because his blood type on file with military records, uh, which were prone to error at the time, that's something that, that we should remember, um, did not match the killer. Um, he okay. died in 2019. And the Ohio, um, the Ohio County Sheriff's Department is apparently, and, and again, I haven't looked this up since I, I read this one, um, but apparently... Um, they have. They are trying to obtain a tissue sample uh, from the hospital that treated him prior to his death. I hope that they were able to or are able to. Um, if anyone listening to this, because I know we have a lot of West Virginia listeners, you know, wild and wonderful, go go WVU, all that all that stuff. But if you're listening to this and you're in West Virginia, do us a huge favor. And if you have any information regarding the murder of Roberta Elam, if you live in the area, if anyone had, had ever said anything uh, to a family member and you heard it through the grapevine. Well, Ohio County can... be Ohio and PA as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, uh, you're encouraged to contact the West Virginia State Police at 304-746-2100 or the Wheeling Police Department at 304-234-3664. Um, I'll make sure Brittany puts those in the, uh, the details as well. Um, because this is one that is shocking to me how sloppy this crime was that, that they still have never matched it to anyone. But again, it did happen. Um, you know, many, many years ago when forensic sciences aren't, weren't what they are currently. So just kind of keep that in mind too. Um, so hopefully someday we yeah. have an answer to this one. It's wild. The stuff that's getting solved because of like advances in forensic science. I can't wait. Um, I absolutely cannot wait until, until we see more. I will always cover ones that have been, that have been, that have been, yeah. you know, solved thanks to modern forensic sciences. So, all right, that's all I have. All right, wow, that was, I've actually heard of that. I was going to talk to you about it here in a couple months. I was going to start doing the research on that one. I, I almost went with a full length on this one, but mm -hmm. there's just not quite enough for there's, me to fill that out. Exactly. Yeah. So, I've got another one coming up that I think Ooh. you may have heard of too. This one's a little bit strange. So I love that. I know. I've got an odd one. Get ready to go down the rabbit hole. All right, this has been Main Corpse. Stay creepy. Stay creepy.